You're listening to a recording of a live radio show on NPR News. If you want to listen to us in real time, you can stream our show live weekdays at 9 and 11 a.m. Central. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Good morning. I'm Carrie Miller. This is NPR News. It's a day of politics. At 11, the first of our one-on-one interviews with the candidates for Governor Hennepin County Commissioner Jeff Johnson will be in the studio, and you're welcome to call in with your questions. We begin this hour with the political junkie who, by the way, will be at the Minnesota State Fair with me on opening day. Ken, we are about a month out. What's the first food you think you're going to eat at the fair? You you should be thinking about this. The big decision. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to send you a list know. and then you'll okay. have to decide. Okay. And then I want you to I eat it in front you know of the crowd. Have? Yeah. I know what I'm going to have. What? I'm going to have a David, I'm going to have a David Durenberger. <laughs> no such thing. I don't think. Wait, but that was pretty clever though on short notice. That was clever. That was Come pretty on. clever. Oh my gosh. Ken, yeah, it feels like two years since we spoke last and oh, the yeah. Helsinki summit hadn't happened, right? Last That's correct. Monday That's morning. Correct. We did. Okay. Uh, I, I want to start with you with uh, with Dan Coats, President Trump's director of national intelligence at oh, Aspen. Poor Dan Coates. I know he's with Andrea Mitchell. She's learning in the as they begin the interview that Vladimir Putin was getting an invitation to Russia. And here's what happens. We have some breaking news. The White House has announced on Twitter that Vladimir Putin is coming to the White House in the fall. Say that again. (laughs) You, Vladimir Putin, coming to the... Did I hear you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be special. (laughs) So so that was the candid reaction. Talk to us about what has happened since with Mr. Coates. Well, actually, the White House officials are now saying that Dan Coats, the former Indiana senator, uh, has gone rogue. The fact, the fact that, that his, the, the president's own director of national intelligence was never told about the, the, the invitation of, of Vladimir Putin to the U.S. in the fall and was never told what the president and, and Vladimir Putin talked about in Helsinki. That's even more remarkable. The fact that his own director of national intelligence had no idea what transpired uh, during that meeting in Finland. So, so my goodness. So the, so the White House is on the assault against Dan Coates. And Dan Coates, I mean, you, you have to watch that video. I know I love, I love audio and I love radio. But to look at his face, like, clearly he had no idea this was going on. And, and the fact that he said, okay, that's special. <laughs> I mean, right. Like, oh. So the, I think the question here that's being asked is, is whether the president consults with anybody as he makes what are some pretty consequential decisions on foreign policy and, and uh, you know, and invitations to other foreign leaders. Is it clear well, to you that no, he really doesn't? Of course not. That's not a question at all. Remember back when Rex Tillerson was Secretary of State and he was in Beijing talking to Chinese leaders <laughs> about how to deal with North Korea. That's right. While he's there, the president is tweeting, tweeting, saying that uh, Rex, don't waste your time. Diplomacy is not going to work with that, <laughs> with that, you know, that, uh, that that guy in North Korea. Of course, now he's his best friend. Now he's focusing on Iran and his best friend is now in, in uh, Pyongyang. But we saw with Rex Tillerson, President Trump made it clear 
here that he is his own Secretary of State, his own Secretary of Defense, and his own National Security Advisor. CNN is uh, is reporting today that Trump is walking back his walk back on Russian <laughs> interference. <laughs> uh, who's on first, right? So let, let's figure well, this out. Know, but, Wait, how, hang on one second, Ken. Okay. okay so yeah, yeah. he's so the president gets gets all this fallout from the way he behaved in Helsinki. So then he gives that formal uh, statement that he reads about how he does believe in tele- his national intelligence apparatus when it comes to Russian interference. Now he's now he's uh, disavowing what he seemed to have said in that written statement that he read. Well, it was clear when he it, it, it was one of those one of those torture videos where you see somebody uh, confessing to sins against the United States under duress. I mean, it was clear that the president didn't believe a word of of that talk of that uh, uh, blowback. I'm sorry, the 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 reach back yeah. on what he had to say about the famous line. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia, as if that would negate all the other things he said about Putin and 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 national and, and intelligence officials. So the point is, it seems clear from the beginning that the president's real views are what he said from the outset. And that is, I believe Putin. I believe that Putin didn't. See, the problem with President Trump in my uh, estimate is one of the problems is that whenever somebody says Russia interfered in the election, Donald Trump immediately means that means, well, that means they're accusing me of colluding with him and I didn't collude him. As you may know, President uh, President Trump has said, no collusion. I don't know if you ever heard him say that, but uh, he <laughs> just has a said few that. times. Yeah, and I think he feels that every time that you're mentioning well, that, that that Russia interfered, it meant that it was with the uh, the agreement and the okay of Trump, and Trump insists that's not the case. Well, I, I thought he he believed that it undermined the val the validity of his own election, yes. right? Absolutely. If you, so right. if you if you play that out. The reason he's so resistant to this and and refuses, I guess, to see fact on this is that it will call into question the validity of his election. Absolutely. And that's the same reason why all those millions of fake voters voted for Hillary Clinton in California. That's the only reason he lost the popular vote, not because more people support, supported Hillary Clinton, but they were illegal votes. And that's why she had more votes than he You did. better make it clear that you're kidding, Ken. Because if somebody's tuning in, yeah, I mean, I know that's what the Trump's, yeah. You know, what I'm saying is that Trump really believed, and that's exactly right, the reason he's so upset about allegations of Russian interference is that it puts into question the validity of his election. And the reason he so, uh, the reason he talks so much about the, all the f- millions of fake votes on behalf of Hillary Clinton is because that's the only thing that could explain, in his mind, why he lost the popular vote. I'm not making, I mean, I no, think that's there, exactly there the reason There were no fake it. votes in California, just, yeah, you, you were... Well, I, well, illegal, illegal votes. Illegal, he says they were illegal votes, and that's the reason but he there lost weren't. the popular vote to Hillary. They were, of course, they weren't. <laughs> Matter of fact, <laughs> I, I he, just... he had this commission. He had this commission put together that 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 proved absolutely nothing. And the matter of fact, the people who he put on the commission are those who have been trying to suppress the vote nationally anyway. So, so it is just it can just it, y- you know how yeah. this works. Somebody will have tuned in one minute ago and heard Ken Rudin uh, saying, and you, it, those illegal. I just want to make sure we're all clear. I see what you, on I know I what's going what you're on. Saying. I think. 
But I'm hoping that your audience is sophisticated enough to know this is exactly what President Trump has been arguing from the beginning, that any questions of the validity of his election were wrong. It's, it's right. not because of Russia. It's not because of Hillary Clinton. It's because he really deserved to win and got the most votes. Ken so, Rudin. I understand your point. <laughs> Ken Rudin, the political junkie, is on as he always is, usually on Mondays. And uh, we are detangling or maybe entangling even more some of the complicated political news since last Monday. If you have a question for him, 651-227-6000-800-242-2828. You can tweet in a question at Carrie uh, MPR to Maria in Fargo. Hi, Maria. What's your question for Ken? Hi, Carrie uh, and Ken. Um, I was just going to say, as somebody that came here very young as an immigrant from the former Soviet Union, uh, we have a little bit of a different perspective. Um, I know that the couple of people that I've talked to, family members who've grown up here who are very much integrated into society, who view ourselves as Americans first, mm-hmm. uh, feel scapegoated and somewhat, um, you know, it's kind of bordering on obviously not as intense, but kind of the whole Japanese uh, fear during World War II. Um, You know, everyone's a spy and don't talk to this person. And you're alienating an entire population of people that have been so integral to the American society for the past 30, 40 years. Um, And while I'm not really a fan of either leader, um, you know, being a millennial, I feel like this has all just become completely blown out of proportion. And we have so much more domestic, you know, much more domestic issues to discuss that should hold precedence over all of this. You can't escape from it. You can't turn off your TV. You can't turn off your phone. And now it feels like, you know, as I consider myself, you know, pretty much American, I feel a little bit alienated. Um, maybe not with intention. No, I really, Maria, I'm really glad you called. I was thinking about this over the weekend, what this looks like in Russia and what it's going to look like to historians. And Ken, I think part of the reason for this, tell me if you agree with this, is the, the hyperbole is the normally this kind of thing would be handled within the intelligence agencies. The president would speak calmly about it. We're not in that kind of a, a political moment. There is no calmness about some pretty serious issues here. Well, the reason we uh, this is a very interesting uh, a call from Maria, and I, it's a it's a point of view I have not heard, and I'm glad it was on the air. But but I think the reason we're in this situation is that the president knows he is overwhelmed by the specter of uh, an investigation by Robert Mueller, who wants to know what involvement, uh, what if any involvement, uh, Donald Trump and Don- people working for the Trump campaign had in working with Russians who tried to influence the 2016 election. Look, I don't think there's any question, and I don't think Maria would argue it too, that, 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 that Russia has been doing what it could to undermine American d- democratic uh, um, ideals, and that includes... Um, you know, critical comments about NATO and 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 what Russia did with Crimea and Ukraine. I mean, look, look. But but Russia's been doing this kind of stuff for a while. And the way President yes, and so, Obama yes. talked about it and handled it is markedly different from the way President Trump talks about it. And I think that gives rise to this breathlessness that Maria hears. 
Well, I think that the reason it is breathlessness is that the fact is we're hearing indictments, not not on a daily basis, but we're seeing a lot of indictments, certainly of the 12 Russian intelligence officials two Fridays ago, basically who were, who were accused by the Justice Department of trying to interfere and meddle into the U.S. election. Look, that, that seems to be a fact. That seems to be a fact. And whether it's been going on forever or not, the fact is, is that it's a cloud hanging over the president. And I think that's one of the reasons why every Everything the president does seems to be in response to what Robert Mueller is investigating. Ken, I wanted to ask you about something that David Frum has written in his new book. It's called Trumpocracy. He's a, I don't know, should I say a reinvented conservative commentator? How would you describe David Frum? Well, I would say he's a neoconservative who worked for President Bush, who has always been a conservative, but he's also a never-Trumper. He feels that Donald Trump is not a conservative, doesn't work for conservative ideals, and clearly what he is doing, he just feels, he just uh, is just aghast at what's happened to the Republican Party in the name of Donald Trump. So here's what he writes in the new book. Uh, Maybe you do not much care about the future of the Republican Party. You should. Conservatives will always be with us. If conservatives became convinced that they cannot win democratically, they will not abandon conservatism. They will reject democracy. The stability of American society depends on conservatives' ability to find a way forward from the Trump dead end. What do you think of that? Well, I would say to David from lots of luck. Matter of fact, I had him on my political junkie show a few months ago, and we talked about this. And basically, the feeling is that the Republican Party has been become uh, usurped by Donald Trump. And, and once upon a time of certain positions about defense and foreign policy and tariffs and trade and things like that uh, are long since gone by the wayside with, with, with this new Donald Trump. The fact is, is that if you look at polls over the weekend, as much as so much of the nation was aghast of what they saw and heard in Helsinki, uh, over 88% of the Republican voters are standing by the president. They feel that Helsinki was a great success. So I know I, I understand what David Frum and George Will and, and Steve Schmidt and Jeff Flake and other and John McCain and other Republicans feel about the current state of the Republican Party. But just look about look at the polls and look at how Republican voters are responding to Trump and look at how Republicans in Congress are responding to Trump with very few exceptions. Uh, with very few exceptions, many Republican members are backing the president, saying that the real onus should be on the Department of Justice and the FBI and not on Russia. So so it's a completely different Republican Party. And David and I understand completely uh, David Frum's uh, frustrations. Two more things here, Ken. Carolyn says, ha, I tuned in right when you feared, right when Ken was talking about the 70,000 illegal <laughs> oh, votes. Oh, Carolyn. She's, no, she says, I was confused for about five seconds oh, then i knew he had to be kidding yeah i i oh, <laughs> you never know when do, somebody's okay but this other question know, okay can they know you're a joker but no, no, uh I'm not no you like a good joke ken you do well but i'm but i'm <laughs> but i'm also depressed about the state of politics in this i country. get that deeply depressed okay here's okay. one more question from dell who says how much longer will kelly or mattis last what's your what's your take 
<laughs> well, my goodness. We've been saying that John Kelly's days are numbered ever since Charlottesville, and it doesn't happen. Now, the Atlantic, I think it was the Atlantic, who put out a, a story a few weeks ago uh, that basically said that Kelly is likely to leave. John Kelly, the chief of White House chief of staff, is likely to leave by September or October at the latest. The fact that he's lasted this long, and, and remember, he was a guy who was going to stop the tweeting and stop the, uh, the, the craziness. That hasn't happened. And Jim Mattis, who's the Secretary of Defense, he's probably the most respected member of the uh, of the whole cabinet. He has not been caught up in the in the uh, defending Trump at all costs, but he's also been probably been ignored uh, as much as or more than most cabinet officials by the president. So I suspect his days are not going to be there. Uh, you know, his days are going to be numbered as well. Ken, thank you. Talk soon, and I'll see you at the fair in about a month. This was a recording of a live radio show on NPR News. To add your voice to our discussion, you can call in at 800-242-2828 or tweet Carrie at K-E-R-R-I-N-P-R. And if you miss us live, you'll find all of our shows by subscribing to this podcast. If you have questions, you can email us at talk at NPR.org. 